Good morning and welcome to Naples United Church of Christ. My name is Dawson Taylor and I have the privilege of serving as senior minister and it's a privilege to welcome you to worship on this Thanksgiving Sunday and we are blessed by your presence no matter if you're joining us via live stream, Facebook Live, if you download our podcast, or if you watch the archive later, we are so grateful for all of the ways that we can be together in this time of being, well, physically distanced. Six feet. I know, you keep reminding me. I'm sorry, I'm trying, I'm being very careful. <laughs> and Deb, it's great to see you and to be together this morning. And um, your ministry areas have been extremely busy, well, th- really throughout the entire pandemic, pandemic, but especially in the last couple of weeks. Um, and I know that one of our traditions uh, is to receive the Thanksgiving offering. And I wondered if uh, asked you if you could speak more about that specifically today. Sure. Um, each year, our Board of Mission Outreach um, works together with us to kind of identify the best place for the resources of this congregation. And so for Thanksgiving, it seems especially appropriate that we would support the Harry Chapin Food Pantry, and specifically this year, the Senior Care and Share Program, because the Schultz Foundation will be matching every bit of the money that comes in through Naples United Church of Christ. And that senior program um, does a great job of helping seniors, especially with um, fresh produce and those kinds of things that they might need. And so we're excited to be able to support them and continue to do that. And I know many of you have already sent your um, offerings in, but you can still call the church office this week. You can either send a check in or do it by credit card on the phone, and we're happy to receive those offerings. And I think we also have a a drop-down menu on the uh, website as well. So if you go to Donate on the uh, NUCC website, there's also a Thanksgiving drop-down, which is great. But, you know, we always delay sending that check for a few weeks just to make sure everyone who wants to participate can. And so we want to encourage people to uh, be generous because, as you say, Harry Chapin is doing such... Uh, I mean, they always do remarkable work, but uh, it's so vital during these times. Absolutely. what are you all doing for uh, Thanksgiving? You're going the other coast, aren't you? We are in our little pod. We yes. have um, our two grandkids and our three kids and my son-in-law will be gathering together. And um, Sarah, our Sarah has moved back to That's Florida. Right. So this will be our first time as a family all together in Florida. Yeah. So I'm excited. And, and Easton's first Thanksgiving. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And how about you? Yeah. My folks are coming in uh, for really the first time they've been to Naples in over almost two years since wow. last Thanksgiving. Yeah. They were going to visit previously, but pandemic having stopped that. So it's my year to babysit. My siblings are with their in-laws. <laughs> and so I'm babysitting mom and dad this year, but we're going to actually do uh Thanksgiving uh, in an open air and do all the things to keep people safe. So uh, I bet it's going to be a a good year. You know, I was thinking about uh, this Sunday, and I always like to think back about what we were doing last year. And I remember, I think you and I uh, were walking through McSpadden Hall last year at our first alternative gift market. And I remember seeing all of our mission partners and uh, just all of the ways that people could make a difference. Mm -hmm. And obviously... That's not possible this year, but once again, uh, you and your ministry areas have come up with a different way for us to be able to do that. Well, I'm really excited about this, and I really have to give a lot of credit to David Hyman, the Board of Mission and Outreach, 
and Megan Black, who has helped set this up. We are doing a virtual alternative gift market this year, which is a, a big pivot for us. We're used to having hands-on and doing it that way. But this year, we're going to do it online, and um, you're going to have an opportunity to get school supplies or school resources for children in Guatemala, um, animals for families all over the world, um, diapers um, through um, our Baby Basics program. And not only is the Board of Mission Outreach working on this, but Angel Tree is working on this as well. And so it's pretty exciting. There are more items on the website, um, but I think it's going to be pretty exciting this yeah. year. And that will run uh, starting today, mm -hmm. and it's through December 20th? Do I remember December that? 20th, okay, yes. Okay, great. So it, if you have a hard time getting on today, it's because everybody's doing it, so right. be patient. We're yeah. going to get it done today. And it'll today. be, it's up 24 hours a day for uh, between now and December 20th. And so, you know, I, I'd forgotten to, to say, but, you know, I think, you know, Angel Tree is such a historic oh, yeah. partnership of this church, and so that's a way that people can participate. And then, um, you know, if they purchase one of those items in honor of someone mm -hmm. uh, as, a, as a Christmas gift, they can also, they'll get an email where they can print out right. the, yeah, so. You, so they'll get an email to print it out, and then um, you can put it in an envelope and send it to your loved one saying, I bought this present yeah. for you in, you know, honor. That's, yeah, that's amazing. So yeah. it prints out the card, you mm -hmm. sign it, it, mm -hmm. it helps that loved one who really does have everything and doesn't need more Absolutely. stuff um, to know that this has been done. I just think that's remarkable. So again, so many wonderful things still happening. We just have to do them a little differently, yes. a little more creatively. And just so you know, though, yeah. if you have a difficulty with the website, okay. for whatever reason, you can go to our website and get on. You can also click on a link that you got in your email last night that'll take you directly to that site. But if you have any problems, absolutely call the church office and Perfect. Chelsea will help walk you through that. Great. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And of course, following worship today, we have our virtual gathering place, and I hope that you will join us for that. It's a, a great way to connect with one another and, uh, and to be the church that God is asking us to be in these times. And of course, as a mission-driven congregation, uh, let us center our hearts and minds for worship today. As we enter this week of giving thanks, I am reminded of when it was said that if the only prayer you ever pray is thank you, it will be enough. Will you join your heart with mine in prayer? Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, indeed, we gather together. While we are unable to be together physically, we gather our hearts and we gather our minds and we gather our very souls, united in the love that you created us in united in the spirit of grace, united in our desire to make this world a better place, to make our community a place where no child goes to bed at night hungry, 
where no parent worries about where their family will live, where no person is concerned about how they will receive the health care that they need. Loving God, send the presence of your Holy Spirit on us from our distant places where coffee tables become communion tables, where televisions and computers become pulpits and lecterns. Help us to be a people of faith, knowing that indeed new days, bright days, hope-filled days are ahead. Days where we will gather in this simple sanctuary but where we will hear the majesty of music, where we will hear fervent prayers, where we will once again laugh in the gathering place, where we will hear your word proclaimed, where we will hear children sing, where we will once again celebrate lives that have been faithfully lived and see love committed one to the other. We know, O God, that you are a God of hope-filled dreams and you are the God who is there when disappointments Arise. Many will not celebrate Thanksgiving this week as planned. Many who are frontline workers, fearing that they might get others sick, will work instead of rest. Many not wanting to endanger others will stay away. Once full Thanksgiving tables perhaps will sit empty this year. And the grief and the loss of that reality is painful, O God. Help us to acknowledge and to understand that sacrifice and that reality. But help us to also be reminded of all that we have to be thankful for. Help us to cling to those whom we love and those who love us. 
Help us to cling to memories of thanksgivings of the past and to hold tight to the hope of thanksgivings yet to be. Help us to name that which we are thankful for. Help us to be reminded of our perspective and our privilege. For indeed, O God, we know that when Jesus came to earth, he taught us to live with full abandon and to live and to walk in the ways of justice and generosity, love and laughter. And perhaps we strain and struggle to live in those ways in these days. But help us to always look to you and to look to Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith, and the one who taught us to pray the precious words that we know are etched on our heart. Will you once again join your hearts with mine in prayer? Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we continue to give you thanks for the gift of this day. We give you thanks for your presence with us and we ask, O oh God, that in this time of worship that you would speak either through me or in spite of me, but that above all else we would hear with clarity what it is that you say to us this day. All of this we trust and we ask in your many names. Did you know that not everyone has been brought up and raised up to smile? When McDonald's restaurants invaded Russia, the bosses, all of whom were American, insisted that the Russian young people who were working behind the counter give customers the standard Mickey D's smile. But Russian customers were outraged and insulted. Because in Russia, smiling at strangers means that you're making fun of them. So how did McDonald's solve this potential crisis? They hired personnel whom they called smile explainers to shout into bullhorns at customers in line. When you reach the counter, you will be smiled at. This does not mean they are making fun of you. Not everyone has been raised and brought up to smile. Sometime back, there was a news story about an organization called Depressive Anonymous. This particular branch of Depressives Anonymous actually had banned several people from the organization because they were not depressed enough. I guess there are worse things than being banned from a group 
because you are not depressed enough. But on the other hand, maybe some of those people who had been banned from the group felt so bad about it that now they would feel qualified for readmittance. Who knows? But some people have genuine difficulty with the task of being happy. Could it be that people who have difficulty feeling happy actually have the true underlying issue of feeling a sense of gratitude? In the story that Deb just read to us from the Gospel of Luke, it is a story about ten men with leprosy who were healed by Jesus. But only one returns to say Thank you. What happened to the other nine? Too busy? Perhaps. Too occupied? More likely. But could it be that a few of the nine who didn't say thanks really didn't feel all that grateful? Could it be that they still feel like outcasts? Were they thinking to themselves, well, yes, I'm healed but I still have got to get a job and support myself. I lost everything when I was sick. My own family has turned their back on me, so what do I do now? And so rather than feeling grateful for what had been done for them, they were anxious and, and perhaps even terrified about what lay ahead. People react to life so differently, don't we? As the saying goes, there are those who see the glass as half full and those who see it as half empty. But some are like the little boy who went to the birthday party. Upon his return, his parent asked, Bobby, did you thank the lady for the party? Well, I, I was going to, he said, but the girl in front of me said thank you and the lady told her not to mention it, so I didn't. People react to life differently, don't we? And I think if we're honest with one another, there would be a significant number of people who are worried sick about the future. In some instances, there is a concrete reason for our worry. A family member who is sick, the loss of a job, a bad report from the doctor. How are we supposed to feel the spirit of thanksgiving if we are obsessed with fear and with worry? Thanksgiving requires trust in God. How can we give God thanks if we do not really believe that God is the source of our lives and everything good in them? How can we give God thanks if we do not believe that God's will is always for our best good? How can we give thanks if we do not believe that whatever comes our way, God is with us? You may wonder what worry has to do with Thanksgiving. Why focus on this text on Thanksgiving Sunday? Well, because the same spiritual deficit that produces worry depletes us of our sense of gratitude. The spiritual deficit has to do with our faith. Six-year-old Aaron asked his mother what was for dinner. She said, chicken soup. My favorite. Thank God 
said Aaron excitedly. Why are you thanking God? His mother wanted to know. I made the soup. Yeah, said Aaron, but God made the chicken. When Robinson Crusoe was shipwrecked on his lonely island, he wrote two columns, which he called the evil and the good. He was cast on a desolate island, but still alive, not drowned as all of his shipmates were. He was separated from humankind and banished from human society, but he was not starving. He had no clothes, but he was in a hot climate where he did not need them. He was without means of defense, but he saw no wild beasts such as those he had seen on the coast of Africa. He had no one to speak to, but God had sent the ship so near the shore that he could get out of it all the necessary things he needed. Caruso thus concluded that there was not any condition in the world so miserable that there was something that you could be thankful for. Our sense of well-being is not proportional to our circumstances, but rather our sense of well-being is proportional to our faith in God. If we know God, if we trust God, if we depend on God, then we are able to relax and give God thanks, whether we have much or whether we have little. If we believe that all things work for the for good for those who love God, then we are able to bring our faith into perspective no matter the trial, no matter the tribulation, no matter what may confront us. In a psychology study some time back, researchers asked a group of college students to keep a weekly list, five things for which they were grateful. The students listed such things as the generosity of friends, the love of their parents. Another group of students were asked to track life's hassles. They listed such things as Stupid people driving, messy kitchens that no one would clean, finances depleting quickly. A third group, this one consisting of adults with chronic neuromuscular diseases, wrote down what they were grateful for for three weeks. They listed things such as my boss for understanding my needs, the paperboy for being so reliable. A fourth group also with chronic diseases counted only burdens. According to the results in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology, the participants who counted blessings, whether they were the healthy students or the chronically ill adults, reported feeling more energetic with a heightened sense of mental well-being. They reported sleeping well and waking up more refreshed. They felt optimistic and better about their lives as a whole. They looked forward to making progress toward important goals. Gratitude also turned out to be measurable in the moral sphere. The grateful groups were more likely to help someone with a personal problem or to offer emotional support. In other words, counting blessings is an actual anecdote to stress. According to the study, the key to dealing with stress is to give God thanks on a daily basis for our blessing. So let's not distress ourselves about things over which we have no control. If nothing else, 2020 has taught us that. Rather, let us give thanks to God for our countless blessings. And let us be the ones who every time return, leaping and giving God thanks.